Let me tell you about our um, uh, on-air Blaze sponsor. It is Coin, C-O-I-G-N, Coin, like the ending of the word sovereign, Coin. Uh, when you use a credit card, every time you do, you're helping big banks contribute money to leftist causes. La Raza, Planned Parenthood, Black Lives Matter, Acorn, the Clinton Foundation. Oh, man. Would you like to stop supporting all this evil? Welcome to the parallel economy. The coin card, spelled C-O-I-G-N, coin. It's America's only conservative credit card, and it gives you freedom to support the causes that match your values. They offer unlimited cashback rewards, world-class theft and fraud protection, and the ability to align your dollars with your values. Because coin donates to conservative causes. So... Get COIN today. Sign up. Go to COIN, C-O-I-G-N, COIN.com slash blaze. That's COIN.com slash blaze. Make sure you read all of the information, COIN.com slash disclosures. COIN.com slash blaze. fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, we rounded up for a bunch of 70 and 80 year olds. We got those criminals off the streets there in Michigan. Is where we got them, and they were all holed up like a gang. And they were trying to steal the election. It's just like them 80-year-olds to be plotting and scheming. Oh, yes, the Biden administration. Man, they're tough on crime. They can find those criminals that fast. Well, not all criminals. Criminals that, you know, has have any loyalty to Donald Trump or the conservatives, that, that those criminals, man, they got them. You know, the ones that are leaving cocaine, you know, in the White House or pipe bombs in parks. They just can't find those guys. But, but, but I'm telling you right now, these 80-year-olds are going to be facing up to 20 years in prison. And maybe we'll reform them so when they get out. Well, well, if they get out, it'll probably be in a box because they're 80-some plus years old. But that'll teach them, you young whippersnappers. All right, we're going to go into that because I'm having a hard time really understanding, oh, I don't know, everything in our country. Harold lives in Massachusetts. While back, uh, he was uh, in a pretty bad place with his back. He would go to bed at night and have shooting spasms that would keep him up, tossing and turning in pain. He didn't know what he was going to do, and nothing he tried really seemed to help. 
That's when he heard me talk about Relief Factor on the radio. He didn't think it would probably work, but he didn't have anything to lose. Within two weeks of trying it, however, Harold says he's astonished to find out his back pain was gone. Just disappeared. Harold got his life back. I got my back. Back as well. You know what I'm saying? When I took Relief Factor, uh, my life changed and I got my life back. How about you? Want to give it a whirl? Three-week quick start, 1995. It's a trial pack. Take it as directed. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. And after their three-week trial period, 70% of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Well, I don't tell you, I'll tell you right, right now, we back in, in December of, I don't know what year it really was. I've lost all track. Of, but it was during the election. And um, we were all like, I had Myrtle with me. And Myrtle, we call her murdering Myrtle. She's a hard ass. And Myrtle and Myrtle was there, and we're like, you, we, you know what we got to do? Myrtle and Myrtle said, kill them all. And I said, no, Myrtle, calm down, not yet. I said, anybody know what we need to do? And Vivian put her hand, well, she didn't put her hand all over. She just raised her eyebrows. Her hands don't really raise that much anymore. She said, well, what about a new slate of electors? Myrtle said, I like murder better. And I said, shush, Myrtle. Well, we did. We got a slate. We used those old slates that we used to use when we were in school. And it's before chalkboards. Some of you kids might not know, and they were little slates. And we had our little... Our little chalk and our slate, and we said, we're for Trump. And then all of a sudden, we heard this pounding on the door. And it's kicked open. And a, a big man who was just, he was, he comes and he says, Hi. Uh, Can I sit down for a minute? Because I... I'm President Biden, and you're all going to be under What you just heard was actual video of what happened in Michigan in late 2020. Pretty terrifying, Stu. I'm glad that Murder and Myrtle, Vivian, uh, and the rest of the gang are off the streets today. You didn't even get into what Edith and Florence did. Uh, oh, my God. Well, Edith. A whole other story, a whole other show. Yeah. Hermina was really, <laughs> was really quite bad. Um, so can you tell me what's happening with this? They, they all, it, what it seems like is... They were preparing for a different slate of electors because they were convinced that the election had been stolen. 
correct? And they yep. sent in a different slate. Yes, uh, they okay, signed on. But that slate wasn't accepted. Right. It did not uh, did not uh, result in the changing of any elections. Uh, now, look, mm-hmm. it's they just filed these charges. We don't know what they have. Maybe they have some texts that make these guys, you know, look like right the now, worst people in the world. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we will see. They are. I, I mean, I think if you honestly look at this and you say, you know, these were lo- people, local officials, uh, people in Michigan who believed the election was stolen, who had the president of the United States telling them that the election was mm-hmm. stolen, that had the legal apparatus around the president of the United States recruiting them for these efforts. I mean, I think one can can understand why they thought it was OK and thought it was the right thing to do. Right. They believed that, that the president had been wronged and they believed uh, that they were getting sound legal advice that this was going to work and it was the right thing to do. You can agree or disagree with whether it should have happened or should not have happened. But like if you put yourself in the position of these people who really believe this, I think authentically believed that this had happened. It's hard to, to make them out to be these evil doctor, doctor evil type villains who are trying to overthrow elections. I, you know, again, I they feel the need to try to make it a, an example out of anyone who was involved in this effort, including, you know, grandmas who walked into the Capitol and called it an insurrection. Uh, you know, I, I think. Honestly, I think if finding, people are honest, I think that you could understand what happened here. I think, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, somebody who's we all know when you just when you hear the name, the it just a chill runs down your spine, quite honestly. And I think we all feel this way. You know, uh, when I say John Haggard, I hate to do it again, but I have to John Haggard, 82 uh, he said that he didn't believe he did anything wrong. Now, I believe that from most 82-year-olds, but not John Haggard. He is terrifying. Not John He's Haggard like, and not Gertrude. Not Gertrude. No. Not Gertrude. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. When you're talking to Gertrude and Myrtle, it's bad. It's bad. So, um, apparently, they... You know, a, a GOP-led Senate panel that was investigating this, and they found no wrongdoing. Um, he's, you know, uh, Ed McBroom <laughs> spoke with one of the fake fake electors, and it was clear to McBroom that the effort was organized by people who put themselves in a position of authority and, you know, and making themselves out to be the ones who knew what they were doing, and they were wrong. And other people followed them when they shouldn't have. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm tired of this lawlessness. These 80-year-old grandparents, slam them in jail. <laughs> how, how do we expect to teach our young, our young ones how to burn cities down? Um, mm. How to protest by stealing things from Macy's? Um, how, how are we expected... To teach them, you know, the right way to put on the masks before you go out in the street to wreak havoc. Uh, when you got these 90-year-old hoodlums that just have forever run free. Higgledy-piggledy, just run free. <laughs> over and over again, Glenn, it really is upsetting. 
I mean, look, I it's so obvious what they're trying to do here, which is they want to extend January 6th until January 6th, 2090, right? They want you to be thinking about this every single day till the end of time. And this was this obviously started earlier than that. It was in December when a lot of the stuff went down. Uh, some of these people may have changed their mind by the time January 6th even occurred, but it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. They just want to make examples out of people and make it seem like anyone who votes for Donald Trump is in favor of, you know, ransacking the Capitol. I mean, and they keep going down this road. They're doing it. They're going to do it again when they're going to charge Trump. And it's not going to help the country. It's going to hurt the country. It's going to cause more mayhem and more consternation and make things more difficult for the country to advance in a sensible way and they know this and they're doing it anyway because they want it <laughs> not 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 if john and myrtle right again Okay, there was another indictment uh, yesterday, yesterday or uh, a, a signal that an indictment is coming. Jonathan Turley um, predicted yesterday in another indictment on Donald Trump hmm, may backfire unless investigators uh, process a, uh, an airtight case with evidence of a crime. Now, that seems kind of like a high bar you know you're indicting somebody and it may backfire if they don't let me get this right have an air have airtight evidence of a crime <sighs> what kind of standard is that not one like they had on me in murder I'll tell you that yeah right trump revealed that he received a target letter yesterday from special counsel jack smith uh, he's a target of a January 6th investigation. Uh, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ sent the letter stating that uh, Donald Trump was a target. Hmm. Reacting to the development on Fox News, Turley said that the case may be constitutionally challenged unless investigators have significant evidence that Trump committed a crime. Of course, they'll find that. Just look in the library to find the candlestick or, or the observatory with the rope. And where is that Colonel Mustard? Well, he was signing some of those slates with me. If the case is built around Trump's speech, I don't believe it will withstand judicial review. The question is, does Smith have something else, something that is a direct link to the conspiracy. Oh, I'm so tired of this. You know, you know what kills me, Stu? Real crime is happening. Like, and I'm not even talking about you know, little crimes like, you know, going to work in the situation room and, you know, putting your cocaine in your locker. I don't even mean that. I mean, real crime is happening. People are dying in our streets. Uh, they are, they're closing down businesses because the police can't keep anything um, and hold anyone. They're immediately released. There is that story we gave you yesterday up in uh, Oregon. Somebody that was released. Oh, gee, 
You didn't appreciate that? I thought you were going to go out and be a Boy Scout. No, this murdered like six girls. But other than that, he was on his best behavior. All of this stuff that is going on and the crimes that we're talking about all revolve around Donald Trump. The most investigated, just again, I want to say this, the most investigated man on planet Earth. There is no one that was doing a cursory investigation, not even the Republicans. Nobody went, nah, just kind of look in a little bit. Everyone's like, find something, find something, man. He's crazy. Find it. If, you know, if we're watching like, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings or something like that, th- everybody would have come in to see the king and went, I'm so- I haven't found anything. I mean, find something! And a blade would come down and chop that guy's head off and fight him! Fight him! Uh, he, they didn't find anything. I mean, they really didn't find anything. Everything that they have found has been a joke. Meanwhile, the opposite is happening in the northern kingdom. In the northern kingdom, they're like, don't find anything. Yeah, but I got this laptop with these drugs and these pictures and the movies and the cocaine. It's all over his face. Don't find anything. Head rolls down. Yeah, it's a bit of which, a problem. Which, 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 uh, it's which. such a double standard and and yeah. pathetic. Obviously, like, you know, with the Trump stuff, there's kind of two different categories for it, in, in my mind, at least. You have the, the stuff where... If it were true, it would be really serious, right? But I don't believe it's true. The example of that would be E. Jean Carroll, right? Like, if Donald Trump actually did rape someone at a Bergdorf Goodman, you know what? I'd be really, really, really opposed to the guy. Would want him in prison, would want him not to be president, for sure. Like, I, that would be really bad. I don't buy that at all. I don't think there's anything there. On the other side, there's the stuff where you have um, something that, some legal experts believe they do have technically something on him, but I don't really care about it. I, frankly, something like the documents case, for example. Like a lot of experts yes. say they can get him on a technicality here. They can find something on him. They can charge him. They can do these things. But like, the I just most frankly don't investigated care. guy, yeah. the right. most investigated guy. And you got him on uh, a document right. there. You're like, I don't know. You probably could pin something on him. Right. Exactly. So I just Come don't on. care about it. Right. I, we don't know again with with this case what they think they have. I mean, if we if there's a tape of Donald Trump, uh, he, he's like, you know what? I know I lost this election, but I want this government to be overthrown. Damn it. You get on this right now, Rudy Giuliani. When that tape comes out, I will eat my words on this. But I mean, I, it doesn't seem like they have anything other than the fact they really just don't. They really want to use him as a target because he's their opponent. And we keep coming back to the same conversation. All right, let me uh, talk about preborn. Overturning Roe versus Wade, really the beginning of everything we have to do to reclaim our country from the scourge of abortion, because it's still going on. The, the percentage of abortions that went down when half the country said, not here. Stu, was it 3%? A three percent reduction? Yeah. It's going to wind up a little higher than that, but the initial year was 3%, yes. So sad. The Ministry of Preborn stands every day for the helpless among us. 
providing free ultrasounds and postnatal help for up to two years. They're helping move the needle tremendously. When expecting, um, when an expecting mother hears the baby's heartbeat for the first time, the chances that she will choose life for that baby double. You can be part of that. Someday when people ask what you do when all of this was still going on, you can say, I helped save a life through preborn. I helped save many lives. Get involved, will you? Ultrasound is $28. If you'd like to donate $28, that could save a life just your donation. Just dial pound 250. Pound 250. Use the keyword baby. Or you can find out all about preborn and donate there at preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds, station ID. We have Tom Fitton, uh, who's a little smoked um, about what is going on. We're going to talk to him coming up in just a minute. I don't know how you would describe uh, our involvement in Ukraine at this point. Um, Forever war by proxy, quagmire, beginning of World War Three, end of the United States. I'm just I'm just not sure what we're actually doing over there. And I'm actually and maybe you are in the minority within the Washington, D.C. establishment. They're on both sides. They're like, yeah, we got to have this war. This is going to be the greatest war ever. Oh, I miss war so much. Let's war, 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 war. Um, I'd prefer not to, um, mainly because I don't see the good guys here. I see innocent victims. That I do. But I don't think Russia is the good guy. I don't think the Ukrainian uh, government is the good guy, and I don't think we're the good guy. So I tend to say, I don't think I'm riding out with your posse, Hoss, and uh, maybe I'm alone. Ben Shapiro has made a great case that uh, people like me are just naive. Well, thank you, Ben. That's one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. (laughs) I worked a long time on that. My naivete. That's a French word. means hotness. Anyway, um, we, uh, we kindly respond to that. And let's open our eyes on Ukraine and what it really means. More on that and the latest indictment on the president, President Trump. When we the come back. back program. Hmm. Let me tell you about my slippers. I'm wearing my slippers all the time here on the ranch. Now, normally people who have a ranch or a farm and you're around cattle, you like to wear steel toes um, because the cows will step on your toes. I don't because while I have a ranch and I have cattle, I don't actually do anything but eat them. And uh, I can eat steaks in my slippers and they're my slippers. And they are the best slippers. I wear them all the time because they're so incredibly comfortable. Sure, sure. Do I feel a little uncomfortable yesterday when I went into the bank? Uh, Yeah, maybe a little bit. But I don't really care because they're comfy. Get your My Slippers now and all kinds of great specials on their pillows and everything else. MyPillow.com. Get your My Slippers now 
MyPillow.com or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code SUMMIT. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Hello, America, as if that is your real name. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Tom Fitton is on with us from uh, Judicial Watch to talk to us about yet another possible indictment on what is happening with Donald Trump. Will this ever end? Tom, welcome. Hey, Glenn, good to be with you. Thank you. So, first of all, I just have to say, you know, I've talked to you a million times and I've seen you several times, but are you lifting now? Because you look like you could snap my neck with your fingers. <laughs> it's all AI generated. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So is my fatness. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, so uh, uh, yesterday they came out. It looks like there may be another arrest uh, of Donald Trump, another indictment. Right. Can, can you explain what is going on here and what is going on in Michigan as well, if you can? Well, I think it's a coordinated Democratic Party operation to destroy the Republican Party using the awesome powers. And I don't use the word awesome in a positive way, uh, but powerful powers of the prosecutorial offices at the state and federal level. Uh, to arrest their leadership. I mean, that's what's going on in Michigan. Um, electors are those who participated in disputing the election in, in Michigan, including Republican leaders, have been indicted, face the rest of their lives in jail, potentially. Uh, what's going on here in Washington, D.C., is that the Jack Smith grand jury, after they indicted, or moved to push uh, an indictment of Trump on uh, the sham pro- uh, document issue, is uh, trying to prosecute him for a being president and questioning how federal elections were run and b being a candidate exercising his rights under the first amendment to dispute an election and figure out what legally could be done uh and maybe they're trying to tie it to the january 6th incident as well but uh you know i testified to that grand jury and I can tell you, they they spent a lot of time harassing me about First Amendment protected speech and electors and debates about that that were taking place. Uh, and I, I remember thinking, despite the you know, despite the harass the harassment is why is all this being discussed in this context? This is a federal grand jury, and we're talking politics. We're talking party politics. It was it was like being in a CNN interview for four hours. And and uh, so it's no surprise, given their interest in partisan politics and debating me on the Constitution and and federal election law, uh, that they would take the next step uh, and abuse their office further uh, to try to jail Trump before the election. So what happens here? Are they. Uh, are they really trying to jail him? Because you could still run for president in jail. And I have to tell you, uh, I think there would be a lot of people that wear, would wear a T-shirt proudly uh, of his mugshot with the numbers under his face uh, and just say, I voted for Trump. I voted for prisoner 14009. 
I mean, I think there's a lot of people that would do that because we see this as insanity and a banana republic. Well, I mean, they're they're in in the Miami case, which began in Washington, D.C. They moved it down to Miami. They were seeking a trial for December. Now, the judge may put that off a little bit, but it may still occur during election time. Uh, you know, they were planning to, to try to get him in, get him prosecuted, finish the trial and get him jailed around the time the primaries began. And now it's going to be potentially it looks like, you know, all, all the signals are there's going to be another arrest and indictment of Trump. I don't, I don't know how it's going to go here in D.C. They have a much more anti-Trump uh, judicial bench up here. Uh, to me, all bets are off here uh, in terms of the abuse of power and how far the Biden regime, I don't call, you know, they officially became a regime, in my view, with the indictment of Trump, how far the Biden regime is willing to go. And, and, you know, as again, Democrat prosecutor in, in, in the state of Michigan, a key state, obviously for any election has now just tried to arrest the Republican party leadership or people close to him, you know, most of whom seem to be in their seventies and eighties. Yeah, uh, th- this this is, uh, and then on top of that, you have what's happening in New York City, and Fulton County, Democrat prosecutor down there. And you know, my question is, Glenn. You know, we can talk about how outrageous this is. Is what's to be done about it? Are Republicans in the House going to exercise all the powers they have under the Constitution to rein this in, cut off funding to these local uh, DAs and states that abuse the civil rights of their citizens, shut down the Jack Smith investigation, just defund it? I mean, there, there are things that can be done that they don't really want to talk about doing because, you know, their, their um, you know, fear-based leadership is their mantra. Well, they better get over that quickly because this is the last election um, that they will, they will have a chance of winning ever again. If they, if they don't start moving uh, uh, mountains here and actually cutting off the purse strings, uh, to the things that they can do <clears throat> and use every tool at its disposal. You know, they, they keep talking about, Bob, well, we're thinking about contempt. We're thinking about holding you in contempt. Well, then hold them in contempt. Stop thinking about it. Hold them in contempt. You know, the, the uh, White House, one of the first uh, executive orders was to do an, a government-wide uh, look and plan on how to register new voters. And it was for every department in the government. Congress has asked for that plan and said, can we see what you guys are doing? They won't release it. Well, let's stop thinking about holding you in contempt and actually putting your ass in jail if you don't do what the what the other branch is telling you to do, that we have a right to see this. Show it to us. I, I, I really am very concerned about the integrity of our election. And uh, if this stuff isn't stopped with Donald Trump, uh, I, we just have we, we're turning into Venezuela. That's right. And they don't want uh, you remember, they're punishing folks for disputing the 2020 election. And what better way to ensure that doesn't happen again and that no one questions the 2024 election or really doesn't want to participate in any significant participate in it in any significant way is to jail the political leadership 
of of the of of the party that challenged uh, Biden. I, you know, this is to me kind of a a search and destroy mission against the Republican yeah. Party. That grand jury, according to reports, is investigating Republican Party fundraising. They've targeted state legislators, citizens involved in this alternative elector dispute uh, before 2020, which happens virtually every election, every federal uh, or presidential election. There are disputes about electors. It's it's what happens. Usually Democrats do it. Uh, but when Republicans do it, it's a different thing. You know, and I testified to the grand jury about this. And it's funny, it's, they were kind of aghast when I said, you know, I was very worried in 2020 because Democrats were saying that they wanted to uh, dispute the election and were willing to engage in succession by certain states unless the Electoral College votes went their way. They didn't seem yep. interested in that seditious conspiracy. Isn't that so? They've got evidence, right? I gave them evidence to the grand jury that Democrats were planning civil unrest and civil war. Oh, did they bring in those folks responsible? Oh, guess who was doing some of that planning? John Podesta, who's currently in the Biden White House. So, Tom, you get up in the morning. You're lifting like, I don't know, Cadillacs. And you're like, oh, I'm going to shape. And uh, you're thinking about what's going on. Are you optimistic or pessimistic? Well, as a Christian, I'm optimistic. As a citizen, um, I'm a bit pessimistic because I kind of see our republic tottering. And I'm fearful we'll, we'll lose it. Um, if if it becomes the norm that the Justice Department can prosecute the former president and and the number one candidate for president against the current president at the drop of a hat, and and if that becomes the norm, we're no different than Putin's Moscow and Xi's Beijing. Uh, that's how you lose a republic. When the Justice Department, we've had political prosecutions in the past out of Justice Department. We know that, you know, and abuses. But nothing where it's been so brazen and naked and the veil's been lifted that you go to jail if you oppose us. And I, you really have to go back to the early part of the last century under Woodrow Wilson to see anything comparable uh, oh, yeah. where they jailed all of his political opponents. Here we didn't have the, you know, but even then you didn't have the major party candidate jailed. And this is what they want to do. They want to jail Trump before the election. Uh, and and the idea that that would be happening in 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 America uh, is um, something that ought to concern us because if it happens, you have to wonder if we quote are America anymore. Are we? I I, I think we are very close uh, on that line, one way or another. I don't know, but we're very close. Um, Tom, what is the thing that you you can instruct us to do? What is it we can do? I mean, I look at the 16 Republicans indicted, you know, in Michigan. I mean, I would love to see a whole bunch of Republicans standing up in Michigan saying, hey, fine. If that's what you're going to do, we've just doubled our size and we're taking those roles and we're involving ourselves. You know, something that shows that you're not going to take one out without two replacing. We have to be a hydra. Well, certainly um, the left is very concerned about elections in 2024 and them being, you know, they're willing to rig them again. So they want to scare us off from participating in the election process. 
And so no American should be frightened off by this. I mean, if they if they value their country, they still have to take that risk and participate in the public policy process, certainly as it relates to elections. We've got right now this kind of window in the House where they're figuring out what to do about funding. Ask your member of Congress, what are you going to do to stop this? And I don't want a report. I don't want a hearing. We know what's going on. And you're funding it. You're funding this this jailing of Trump. You're funding this prosecution of citizens for exercising their First Amendment rights, which isn't just about free speech. The other part of exercising your First Amendment rights means the right to petition your government. And that's yes. part of these election disputes. And and why is the why is the House going to fund this? Are they going to continue to fund this? Speaker McCarthy, are you going to shut it down? He could shut down technically the Jack Smith investigation, just defund it. Say no money being spent this year on 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 prosecuting Trump or anything under Jack Smith's office, or maybe just shut it down in perpetuity. Demand a special counsel. Mm. Impeach Biden. Escalate it in terms of this is important to the rule of law. We see what you're doing, yeah. and we're going to do everything we can under the Constitution to stop, prevent, and hold you accountable. Yeah, I just, can't, I just cannot uh, sit here and, and tolerate the stories about the weaponization of government. Um, you know, we hear another one. We hear, here's another whistleblower. Here's a, what are you doing about it? What are you yeah. doing about it? We got yeah. it. Tom Fitton, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome, bud. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> you bet. Tom Fitton uh, from judicialwatch.org. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. This is the kind of thing that American Financing specializes in, helping people just like you get out from under high interest debts and find freedom. How many times, you know, do you go out to the whale, uh, the mailbox, hoping, 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 no, it's not going to be there this time. It's going to It's another day. It's another day. It's another day. And then that bill comes in. American financing is a family owned mortgage company that's in it for you. And they're saving people just like you an average of $700 a month. Please let them do a free mortgage review for you today. They can show you all the ways you could be saving and how much you could be saving. If you get a mortgage refi, for instance, you could consolidate that credit card into something that is very low interest. You could also end up being able to delay two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. The call is free. No obligation. Start saving right now. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. There is uh, there's so much going on. I, I, I don't understand, Stu, maybe you can explain this to me. How is it that the uh, Supreme Court can say that you you don't get you don't get to just make up things like student debt relief, mm -hmm. uh, the loan relief. And then he just does it anyway, just a smaller scale. Yeah, and I don't even know if it really will be a smaller scale. They're saying now it could cost five hundred billion dollars. Um, what, what? So, so what does? 
do we have to sue him again and go back to mm-hmm. the Supreme Court again? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you're going to have to do, because this this is part of a somewhat new or at least mm-hmm. newly common approach on the left, which is what if we just do it? Like, what if we just cheat? What if we just break the rules we know we have? You know, we saw it with DACA. We saw it with uh, with the student loan thing. We saw it with the um, eviction moratorium. Uh, we're seeing it now with the Equal Rights Amendment in the Constitution, which they're now cl- their new steer- theory is literally now they're claiming actually it did pass the Equal Rights Act uh, Amendment. They're just saying, yeah, no, it actually did pass. It did, and they're what? going to now go to court <laughs> to try to make the court say yes, actually that amendment exists already. It is literally their plan, um, and they're it, but they're, it. it, it, it. Oh. Right. If if you don't remember the history of this, which uh, you'd certainly be excused for it, but they needed to they needed to get through thirty eight states uh, within a certain time frame. I think it was seven years. They extended it to ten, but they had ten years to get it through thirty eight states. They got through thirty five. Well, after this, other states have come on board, and they're just going to say, "Well, the time the time thing didn't really. That's not real. So we're just going to say it passed." And they're doing this stuff. You know, if and you it's, already had the other yeah. thirty states, then just go back and just say, "Hey." Sign back on. Let's go. We can get this done quickly now. They know they don't because some of those states have dropped out in the interim. But they're just going to act like the ones that dropped out didn't count and the ones that joined late did. And therefore, we have enough. And like they know they don't have this. They're just hoping they'll get friendly courts to approve all of their lies. And worst case scenario, they get to blame the right for all the evil judges. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to tell you about Mantis X. You practice at the gun range for one primary reason, so if you need your gun, you're good. You're a great shot. You are comfortable with it. If you are not, you'll be a danger uh, to yourself and others. It is a costly thing now to be able to practice, 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 because the ammo is so expensive. This is why I'd like to recommend the Mantis X. It's a high-tech, easy-to-use system, and it's used widely by the military. All you do is attach it to your firearm. Uh, You put it, like, right here on your firearm, and you will be able to actually dry fire or live fire your gun. When that happens, it will show you in real time what you're doing and show you the aim, the accuracy, and what you're doing right at the moment of pulling the trigger. It's the best. Really, really, truly the best. MantisX.com. Go to MantisX.com. Save yourself a lot of money and get really accurate with your gun. MantisX.com. Well, welcome to the uh, Glenn, Beck, Glenn Beck program. I'm just going through the news. Think, what am I going to talk to you about? And uh, I just happened to click on one last story. And 
just read the first uh, first paragraph. Parents said they were horrified when their children were exposed to a drag queen performer, apparently uh, simulating a sex act with a power tool at a theme park. So, kids, there's nothing really going on today. Oh, it's, no, no, seriously. What is there to worry about? We're turning into Babylon. And those of us who have eyes and ears have got to stand up and help save as many people as we can. And the only way to do that is with with love. Woo! And it is hard to love, especially when everybody is now seemingly pushing for war. Defending his position on the U.S. involvement in Ukraine, Mike Pence said to Tucker Carlson just last week, let's play the audio. But let me say to you, our national interest in Ukraine, I believe, is born of the fact that I spent 10 years on the Foreign Affairs Committee in the House of Representatives. I spent four years as Vice President. I've met Vladimir Putin. Let me tell you, if Vladimir Putin overruns Ukraine, I have no doubt that in a short period of time, that Russian military is going to cross a border of a NATO country that our armed forces will have to go and defend. Uh, I'm going to show you the candidates, all of them, what they're saying about Ukraine. We have a special on war and why I am taking a contrary position to it. And I would hope that you would hear me out on it. We do that in 60 seconds. All right. Everything is changing now, especially with technology. And there are more and more people that are wanting to rob you, rob you of your voice, rob you of your money, rob you of your personal information, your house, everything. And it's getting harder and harder to stop everybody. That's why you need the best in the business. And I believe that's LifeLock by Norton. When you have LifeLock by Norton installed, it can save you so much money and so much hassle if people are trying to get into your stuff. Nobody can prevent anything from happening or everything from happening, but they have to be right every time. The bad guys only have to be right once. You need to protect yourself, and I believe the best in the business is LifeLock by Norton. Get 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 29, uh, 20, uh, 20% now. Anybody who says that we can't be the leader of the free world and solve our problems at home has a pretty small view of the greatest nation on earth. We can do both. We can. We can. We are marching toward a a very dangerous, dangerous place. Let me, I guess, go back in time and and share with you what I said. When was this? 2021 is the earliest clip we could find. I was at the chalkboard and I was telling you about a trust implosion and how things were going to begin to fall apart and what it would lead to. Here's cut six, please. I want to show you a chalkboard of mine I did several years ago. And I it started out um, where I told my staff in it was like 2017, 2018. I said, we have to watch for these things. I boiled them all down to this. 
Polarization and civil unrest. Critical stage, 1930s European uh, uh, levels, Nazis, Antifa, right and left extremes. I'd say we have that one. Economic destabilization, critical stage, central bank failure, stock market plunge, price, uh, price collapse. I think this is coming, but I also think it came in a different way. It didn't hit the top. It hit the bottom with COVID. Then tech disruption. Critical stage, jobs, finance, communication, and privacy. You got a problem with privacy? How are we communicating? Uh, are they cutting anybody off yet? And all of the, co- because of COVID, a lot of those jobs that are going to be lost are already starting to change. The big one here, so I would say we have uh, somewhat this, somewhat this. This one The trust implosion. I said, I don't know when this is happening, and I don't know if they're going to go in order, but this is the one I really worried about. The trust implosion. It was going to include government, media, tech, finance, justice, corporation, and education. Mm. I'd say a big check on that one. That would lead to all of these people needing each other and protect against you. So they would all form together to merge into what I said was a new world order. Didn't know at the time it would be called the Great Reset. That's it. The trust implosion would be the final catalyst for change. But I said um, at that time, that is what brings all of it about. But there is one thing that is needed to push it over the edge, and that is war. Once you get to the trust implosion, once you have economic turmoil, you have turmoil in the streets, you don't know right from wrong anymore, we are always historically then going off to war. And I think that's an incredibly dangerous thing. For instance, do we even have the ammunition? I mean, we're announcing to the world that we don't have any, that we're out of seemingly almost everything. I find that hard to believe, but 34% of our war submarines are in dry dock because they're not working. 34%. If you want to lead the free world, You have to be healthy. Is involvement in foreign wars really how we lead the free world? And if you think the answer is yes, in our current state, can we really do both? How long could we sustain that? I mean, I've always felt like, well, we have the money to do both and You know, we can take care of our schools and we can take care of war, but we really can't now. I don't know if people really understand how bad things are financially for us yet. In under 17 months, the U.S. sent $76.8 billion in Ukraine. I told you yesterday that we are borrowing $5.1 billion every day. $5.1 billion every day. Your average lifespan is 90 years. If you're a, if you're a average taxpayer, you pay $15,500. It would take you 
uh, what was that number? Like 200 and see if I still have it here. I don't. Like 203,000 uh, years to pay it off. It'll take 3,400 generations. Your, your, your kids, your grandkids, your great, great, great grandkids, all of your uh, relatives generationally. It'll take them over 2,000 years. Christ was 2,000 years ago. And that's only paying for the $5 billion that we are uh, loaning or being loaned today. Just to run the government today. $5.1 billion. Well, 17 months, we've sent $76.8 billion. That's $4.5 billion a month. Another year of this, just at this rate, is 54. Now, let me put that into perspective. The top foreign aid recipient from the United States in 2020 was Afghanistan. We gave them $3.9 billion. And the president says, we're going to be there for as long as it takes. But it takes to do what? Can you define a mission, please? Is this what it costs to be the leader of the free world? I mean, I usually use the Titanic, but since we can all fly, what time is it? Yes, we can all fly as of today. Airlines remind us, in case of an emergency and a loss of oxygen, put on your own mask first now why would you do that well that airlines they just they hate babies that's why they hate it no if you're dead you're of no use to your baby or anyone else put it on you first so you don't pass out then put it on the face of your child now I believe America can lead the free world and solve our problems at home. In fact, I believe we lead the world by solving our problems at home. George Washington had his farewell address uh, 100 years ago. You could not pass the eighth grade unless you had it memorized. His farewell address, he warned against several things. One, a two-party system. Do not get entangled into these two-party systems. Well, we did it. And how's that working out for us? The second thing he warned us about, debt and foreign entanglements. He knew both could strangle the nation and suppress its values. Yet we seem to run headlong into all of the things he warned us about. Almost as a matter of duty. Have we become so enamored and interested in our own cultural imperialism that we have forgotten who we really are? Peace in America will make a stronger case for our values than war abroad. When you want to lead by example, and that's the only way people really learn, when you lead by example, not by force, that's when things change. And it's not because we're insensitive to the plight of other nations or because we believe 
it's never appropriate to intervene abroad. But because the failure of the American experiment would dim the light of liberty everywhere. And for that reason, I think we should be on guard. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about the ways that we can get out or fight in Ukraine and what it means. But we're going to talk about it in a way not anybody else is talking about it. We're going to look at the war through the eyes and the lens of America. What are our interests? How long should we stay in this war? How, how long should we engage? How much more should we give? Are our helicopters actually on the tarmac over there? And is that an act of war? Watch beginning tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. Okay, relief factor. Dawn was as skeptical as I was. She was a hairstylist for 25 years, and when she finally retired, she developed into, uh, it turned out to be constant pain in her hands, her feet, and her back. And bad just went to worse, and Dawn was desperate for something just to take the pain away. One day, she heard me talking about this program about Relief Factor, and she tried it. Within a few weeks, it was working for her. She said that she no longer uh, has to take it. Um, she doesn't take it sitting down. She no longer um, uh, has to worry about it because the longer she does take Relief Factor, the better she feels. These days, Dawn is enjoying retirement the way she should be, out of pain. Dawn, I was, ex uh, I was really exceptionally skeptical about it myself. Relief Factor, I tried it. Ever since then, the pain was unmanageable all of the time. I mean, it, it is luckily rare when I am in excruciating pain, and it is, happens now when I know I've just pushed it way too hard. Your three-week quick start. Get your days back. 1995. You can order the three-week quick, quick start at relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or 8, uh, 800, the number 4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. It's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, <clears throat> Donald Trump said uh, over the weekend about war, and I heard people say, oh my gosh, that's so irresponsible. How could he possibly say it? And all of the war people saying, yeah, he's finally on board for the war. I don't think so. And, and let me play what Donald Trump said on Ukraine. Cut one. What I'm saying is that I know Zelensky very well and I know Putin very well, even better. And I had a good relationship, very good with both of them. I would tell Zelensky, no more. You got to make a deal. I would tell Putin, if you don't make a deal, we're going to give him a lot. We're going to give him more than they ever got if we have to. I will have the deal done in one day. One day. So people wrote to me and said, he's a warmonger. He's turning a warmonger. Others were writing, uh, uh, saying basically the same thing. He's changed. He's changed. No, he hasn't. 
Donald Trump is acting like the president of the United States should act. You want people to come to the the table. Okay, we're not going to help you anymore unless you are serious about making a deal because it's in everyone's best interest to make a deal. And there's a deal to be had. So we're not going to just keep giving you stuff and have you say, you know, whatever it is you want, there's a deal to be had and it will save lives. Vladimir Putin, I want you to make a deal. He's going to be reasonable. Now, when he says... Uh, or I'm going to supply them with more than you can even imagine. That's Donald Trump. Not bluffing. That's Donald Trump telling the truth. And this is the best thing about Donald Trump as a negotiator. And I go back to the story of Tiffany's. He wanted to build the Trump tower. He, uh, he knew he needed the air rights for, from Tiffany's, and Tiffany's, weren't, they just weren't going to give him the air rights, which would allow him to build a huge tower. In, uh, in New York, you not only buy the land, but you buy the air as well. And so Tiffany's, years ago, bought all the horizontal air uh, above their building for a block or so. So Donald Trump bought the land. He knew they weren't going to give him the air rights, so he said, design the most beautiful, gorgeous building you've ever seen. And then he said to his uh, architects, build the most hideous three-story building. And I mean one that is so gaudy and ugly, no one, no one could set eyes on it. Children would repair. Uh, and, uh, and they did. And he went and met with Tiffany's. And he said, look, I'm going to build this one. And they just smiled at him and said, no, you're not, because uh, we own the air rights and we're not interested. And he said, you know, I feared you were going to say that. So I have this property, and it really is going to mean nothing to me if I can't build that. So I've instructed my uh, crew, if you say no, to build this building. And they knew he was serious. He doesn't bluff. He's serious. You do this and I'll do that. So this is where his power comes from. Vladimir Putin knows Donald Trump well enough to know he makes promises. He doesn't bluff. And so he, when he says to Vladimir Putin, I talk to him, he's going to be reasonable. Otherwise, we're going to shut him off. But if he's reasonable and you don't make a deal, well, then I'm going to supply him and he'll pound you into the ground. So it's not in either one of your interests to do anything but the right thing. That's being a good negotiator. That's what Teddy Roosevelt meant by, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick. He's just carrying the big stick. Everybody knows he can use it. He won't use it because he knows how to play the psychological game. That's the problem here. Nobody in our administration knows how to play the psychological game, or do they? And they're just playing for another team. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. Here's what DeSantis said on Ukraine. What do you think it should be? I, I think the goal should be to have a sustainable peace in Europe. 
Okay, we don't want there to be war breaking out. There have been a lot of people that have been killed, displaced. It's a horrible thing. But you have to provide an uh, a articulation of where you're going to go to get there. And my fear is right now is they're basically doing an open-ended conflict. This is going to be a multi-year quagmire. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to die. And there's not going to be much facts changed on the ground. True. And how come you can't articulate what you're doing with all of our money? Why can't we get an accounting of all of that money? Tonight, the Glenn Beck 9 o'clock, program. don't miss it. On Blaze TV. All right, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Our sponsor is Tunnel to Towers, and they are really, really a good group of people. This is a, uh, a group of people that, after September 11th, said... We can never forget the people who ran up those stairs. We can't forget about the firefighters that most likely knew they were running to their death. They served us to the end. And then they went to war and Tunnel to Towers said, we can't forget those who have lost their lives and left loved ones behind. And then we got into this crazy age where everybody wants to seemingly shoot a cop. We can't forget them. Any first aid response responder, firefighters, they remember them. And if they leave loved ones behind, those heroes are most likely going to be getting a mortgage-free house so their, their family, their children can gl- grow up and not have to worry about another big change in their life. Please donate T2T.org. T, the number 2T.org. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the code SUMMIT to save 30 bucks off Blaze TV. We read a story yesterday. I don't remember where. They were talking about how Tucker Carlson is just a fascist. and Pro-Putin and all of this garbage. All of this garbage. Uh, and in case you don't know, I did a, a really great interview with him uh, just last Friday after we had the leadership summit, which was fantastic. Um, and uh, we sat on stage for about an hour, just the two of us. And we uh, went back and forth on on different things. And I started talking to him about uh, alcoholics. Cut seven. People who've been forced to face their own failings and realize the central insight of life and the root of all wisdom, which is, I am not God. Yes. You know, you don't have to have a specific theology to realize that. You just have to be honest and aware and willing to face it. I am not God. And you definitely learn that if you drink too much, if you party too much as I did. Like, there's no pretense like, well, actually, I kind of think I'm God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. And uh, that's a really good thing to learn. And I trust people like that. And it doesn't even have to be former drinkers or drug people. No, it's but just it's people like, who have. Yeah, anyone who's been. Whenever I know someone who's gone to prison, I always try to have a party for the person when he gets out, even yeah. if it's like a bad crime, because they're always improved by it. Like Jack Abramoff went to prison. Mm. I didn't even know him that well, but he got out. I'm not a lobbyist. I'm not in this business. I had a huge party for him at my house. My neighbors were outraged. How can you have Jack Abramoff in your house? Like, he, he went to prison. Like, he's out. Yeah. Like, I now respect him because he can no longer pose as a good person. Correct. 
And that is exactly where I am. I'm he, not pretending to be a good person. I, I just painted a, a painting of Johnny Cash in mm. jail, uh, his mugshot. The best. And, and I called it best day of his life. And people were just looking at it. I was just at an art gallery, and they were just looking at it, and they said, best day of his life. And I said, oh, he, everything's, everything's sunshine and lollipops after there. This broke him. Yes. So now he's humble enough. Everything, he will look back, and I'm sure he did, look back on that moment as, thank God that happened. I, I agree with that. I agree thank with God. that. I really would recommend, in a much more low-grade way, getting fired. It's good for a man to be fired. Once it, is. it is. Because you can really start, especially if you're in the talking business, you can wake up and be like, it's possible I'm Jesus. Yeah. And you start thinking that, yeah. it's not good. And yeah. so getting fired and being humiliated and having people avert their gaze when you walk into the restaurant. You don't learn anything. You it's learn good. some things when you're wildly successful. I never learned anything. But when you're broken, and 100%. then you, that, that's, 100%. you hate it when it happens, but you always look back and go, best years of no, my life. No, this time when it happens, the third time it's happened to me, um, my wife was like, first of all, I'm psyched. She was psyched. Um, so that's good. My wife She's not taken same. off like, oh, me and the pool boy are out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it wasn't like that at all. But it was, I was like immediately thankful for it. I was like, this is me good. Because if this had continued, oh, you're so important. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, I'd be like, you know, I, I really am. That's a great, that was a great interview. I, I mean, that was, that's a great really part of that was. interview. It's such a great perspective. Yeah. And, and it, you could tell yeah. he's the guy who's go, in the middle of going through this. This is not a retrospective yeah. interview where, like, I remember when Correct. I was fired in 2018. This is like he's Correct. in the middle of going through this, and it's a great perspective to have. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I remember, I've told the story before, the last night before I went into Roger Ailes, uh, you know, I had been with Bono and everything. I was like a cool kid for the first time. And uh, I walked in and I said, honey, how can this be God's plan that I would leave? Look at we're, we're, we're the pinnacle of my career and we're going to have access and everything else. And she luckily said, I'm going to bed. And uh, then I stood there at the window and I remember almost an audible voice. If you don't leave now, you're not going to leave with, with your soul. And I know that to be true because, as he said, there's times where you can begin to feel like, dig me. Look at me. I, look, at, look at the mountains I can move. And it is, uh, it's dangerous that's why this Pride Month stuff bothers me so much. It had nothing to do with the homosexuality. Just the word pride. Can We need humility. We need much more humility, not pride. I told you last week, if you haven't heard this interview, you need to hear it. It's at blazetv.com. Um, you can sign up uh, for, a, uh, per, uh, for a subscription. Use the word summit, and you'll save $30 off. Code word summit. Um, I... Uh, I have to tell you, I, uh, I think God is, well, I, I don't even want to say think. I know God something, is doing something with Tucker Carlson. Uh, he is on fire, on fire right now. Something big is coming with Tucker Carlson, uh, and it is going to be fun to watch. Listen to him uh, talk about God and reading the book of Revelation. Do you think there's a chance, and I know people say this all the time, forever they've said this, but do you think there's a chance that we are living in the times when 
we'll see Christ return in our life. You know, people, I, I, we live in Maine for half the year, or more than half the year, and I work out of a barn in our tiny little town, which some local newspaper like ran a picture of it. So I have people at the barn every day. And I would say, when I'm like sitting in there in my boxer smoking a cigar, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and I always, I'm dumb enough to answer the door. And I would say 100% of the time, it's someone there to tell me about the end times. And I always say the same thing, which is, I totally believe that's happening. I think that history does have an end, okay? It's not a loop, it's a progression, it's linear. I, I believe that, I know that intuitively, and I believe it is a matter of faith. So I do think there's an end at some point. But for me to presume to call it, to know when it's coming, are you joking? Like, the number one sin is presuming you have powers that you don't, to put yourself in the position of the creator, to pretend you're God, to mistake yourself for the Almighty. And for me to say, well, I, you know, I'm pretty sure the end times are, really? Yeah, I'm not. Like a thief in the night, right. you don't know. So like, I, you know, sure, it looks that way to me. But, but he like, also, what do I know? I thought Lee Zeldin was going to be governor of New York. Okay? So I'm not good at predicting. <laughs> but I, but I, I think that, well, no man will know. I totally agree. And I'm not saying that he is coming. I'm not saying that. But he did give us all of these clues to watch for. And I think it's to give us hope. When I actually started to think, because I've been doing this for a while, where it, my world gets very dark. And as I- Are you Scandinavian? <laughs> no. You must be. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking at all of this, and my wife and I started really seriously considering just, you know, everybody, the apostles did this. I think it could happen. I think it could happen. And I found myself going, wow, that would be really cool. What an honor if it did happen, yeah. to live at this time. And I think he gave us some of these signs, not to say, yeah, buckle up, here we go, ride's going. He gave us, though, to say, I, when I come, you'll see these things, have hope. It's going to be difficult, but I'm coming. And so it all works out. I gotcha. That's, I think that's the, the message that so many people are missing well, right I now. Well, I believe that. I, I would just God say God's saying, things. I gotcha. One, I mean, no mainline Protestant church that I'm aware of allows its members to read Revelation. Like, you're not allowed to do that. You've got to be like a full-on snake-handling fundy to read that stuff. <laughs> and so I'd never seen it, you know. I hadn't. Not that I was biblically literate in any way. Wow. But um, I just read it. I read it last month. And my wife's like, ooh, that's a, that's a scary one. And that's it was pretty heavy, but, like, yeah. I didn't find it scary at all. So that's the first thing. Like, it's actually worth kind of reading it. Um, it's, it's a slog, but it's, it's super interesting, and I didn't find it scary. That's the first thing. Second thing I would say is, I have no idea, no freaking clue, as we say in Maine, what's going on right now, but I will say that my personal relationships with the people that I love and know have never been crisper and deeper and more rewarding to me. I've never felt more connected to the people around me. I've never felt more satisfied with my relationships. I have lost a lot of friendships because of political turmoil, but I've gained new ones that are even more rewarding. And I just feel like there's, a, you know, there's all this chaos and all this sadness and everyone's so sad about it, but if you look at your own life and assess your own relationships, are they better and deeper and more honest? They, you may find that they are. He has great, uh, great insight. And uh, as I was listening to him, I thought of Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey was a broadcaster years ago, somebody I used to listen to growing up. He was one of the inspirations for me getting into radio. And he would give the news reports. And, 
And I remember him saying, the media, the media doesn't know if it's telling you the truth or not. The media lives in a bubble. You want to fix it. Relocate them all over the country. I have to tell you, as I'm listening to Tucker on that last particular thing, the reason why he doesn't sound like he's one of the voices in the media is he's not living in uh, New York or Los Angeles. He's living amongst real people in a very small town. I'm coming to you now from a town of about 450. There is this America that still exists in these small towns all over the country, and we forget about them. But then when you see somebody like Tucker, you're like, oh, that's why he makes so much sense. He hasn't bought into all of the bullcrap. By the way, you don't want to miss this uh, whole podcast. It is uh, one-on-one with Tucker Carlson. Um, it is really, really fascinating. Um, I did it uh, just last Friday. You can find it at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code SUMMIT. Save $30. It's uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code SUMMIT. Alrighty then. Uh, now, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the people who are paying for the light bills. Uh, it's Good Ranchers. I'm out here on my ranch, and I am looking at this beautiful, beautiful cattle. I can see one right there, I believe. Yep, that's Chuck. Uh, and then the, oh, the one standing right next to him, uh, that's Sirloin. And uh, coming down the mountain right now, yeah, that looks like hamburger. Anyway, I'm looking at these beautiful cows and, uh, and thinking about, you know, soon um, I'm going to eat them and I'm going to enjoy it. And there is nothing like an open range, grass fed uh, cow. And when you get a beef that says grass fed, it's most likely not from America. 85% of our meat that is grass fed does not come from America. Why would we do that? We have all of this land, all of this great grass. Why don't we do that? Well, the government, I think, is busy putting farmers and ranchers out of business so their good friends like Bill Gates can buy it. This, this is why we get our meat from Good Ranchers at GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com. It, it is a meat from America. That's, that's fish, uh, that's chicken, and that is beef, all from America. So order, and you'll lock in your price. So while the meat in the grocery store keeps going up, your meat will not with GoodRanchers.com. And if you use the promo code BECK, you're going to get $30 off any box. Good Ranchers, Good Ranchers, American meat delivered to your door. GoodRanchers.com, promo code BECK. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you're here. Um, I'm up at the Standing Rock Ranch, um, which is uh, our home and is kind of turning into a, just an amazing place. Well, this is ancient Shoshone healing land, and we we treat it as such, and we just find it very, very sacred land. And um, we don't invite very many people up or anything because we want the land to remain sacred. And last night we had all of these amazing artists here, um, painters, uh, some of the most famous artists in the world. And then as we were having dinner, Ava Mayberry um, uh, stepped up to a microphone and I'm surprised to me she was going to be performing. Um, she is a, a young girl who just wrote this song recently um, called A Five-Year Plan. Here it is. I'm just driving all on my own Nowhere to go On this one-way road All that I got Is all that I'm not On this one-way road six when you work as hard as you do for the money that you make uh you want to make sure that you're you're getting the best product you're getting hopefully a product you can believe in and a product from america if you care about rebuilding us well that's why i like grip six they make really great wallets very different wallet than than any other wallet i've ever seen um great wallets belts but they also make some of the best sports socks ever. Now, when I say sports socks, you're like, Glenn, I don't think you know about sports socks. <laughs> really? 
I have cleats on my my slippers, so please don't talk to me about that. Um, these are all made here in America with the modern wool from American ranchers and American manufacturers who process it and then weave it uh, into uh, the the right exact kind of uh, wool that will keep your feet cool in the summer and warm in the winter. Check out Grip6 today, Grip6.com. Grip6.com. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. At important meetings in 2021 and 2022, powerful leaders from government, finance, media, businesses who support the World Economic Forum's plan for a great reset of capitalism launched a new call to action called The Great Narrative. The Great Narrative campaign sees, seeks to use the decay of our traditional values, uh, of our traditional storylines, the things that we used to believe about ourselves. They had intentionally destroyed it, and now they are using it to bring us new future advancements in our values, in technology, in the areas of artificial intelligence, automation, the metaverse, robotics, to seize control of economies and societies in North America and Europe. The digital book is out now, today, for Dark Future. If you read on Kindle or you like to read a digital copy of the book, today is the day you can get it, download it, and start uh, to read it and learn what your future is we know if you don't know what your future is if you don't see on the horizon what's coming it will be a dark future but we can change that find dark future now on kindle or in uh, uh in digital form wherever you get your books So one of the things that turns people into a bad shot is no practice. If you're a decent shot and you practice and practice and practice, you can become a really good shot. I'm, I would say I'm a pretty good shot. Uh, I know people who are better than I am, but I'm a pretty darn good shot. Uh, you come into my house, yeah, I'm gonna kill you dead. Um, however, the reason why I'm a good shot is not because I'm at the range all the time, because I don't have the time to go and drive to the range. And I honestly, I don't want to spend all of that money on all of the ammunition. And it's also, I'd rather keep some ammunition around because who knows how long you'll be able to buy ammunition. So you got to practice and a way to do it is with Mantis X. It is so easy to use. The Mantis X, a high-tech, easy to use system 
that is used well it was first used by the marines and you install it right here on the barrel of your gun just on the bottom of the barrel of your gun and then if it is loaded or unloaded uh you can um either dry fire or you can take it out to the range and fire it um, it's not about hitting the target as much as it is about uh, how you're aiming, how you're squeezing the trigger. And it, it shows you every step of it. You are moving it down when you're pulling the trigger. You're moving it left when you're aiming, you're shaky or whatever. And it, it tracks it in real time so you can watch it. It's really a fabulous, fabulous uh, device. Will help you be a great shot. Start improving today. Get yours at mantisx.com. Mantisx.com. <sighs> well, Stu, I'm I'm still looking at the uh, the wonderful, wonderful world of the New York Times, and still trying to figure out an article that we we started on yesterday. But I would like to come back to it and read it to you and help me figure out, is Donald Trump the most evil, wicked man ever? New York, or New York Times story? Is he shooting? To, yeah. I don't or think is we he shooting or. to be the president? I, I, okay. Well... <laughs> It goes. This this story was like written by a schizophrenic. Okay. Um, which, hey, beautiful schizophrenics. I endorse them. I'm around, you know, schizophrenics uh, whenever I can be. Some of my best friends could be schizophrenics. Well, they're wonderful, and stop condemning them. Thank you for saying that during mm-hmm. Schizophrenic Pride Month, which of course is thank you is July yes. and August and yes. also September yes. and March. Correct. Well. If you're schizophrenic. All right. um, Here we go. From the New York Times. Donald J. Trump and his allies are planning a sweeping expansion of presidential power over the machinery of government. If voters return him to the White House in 2025, restructuring and reshaping the structure of the executive branch to concentrate far greater authority directly in his hands. Wow, that sounds bad. I'm already a little jittery. I'm well, like, oh my gosh. I've seen this movie before. I believe the emperor says uh, he's going to take control. And they say, this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause. This is <laughs> He's the emperor, yeah. essentially, in the story already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their plans to centralize more power in the Oval Office stretch far beyond the former president's recent remarks that he would order a criminal investigation into his political rival, President Biden. Yeah, because that was crazy. You imagine a president (laughs) saying, hey, we should investigate my rival. What a totalitarian fascist. Literally no self-awareness whatsoever. Like, how could Mm -hmm. that not be the next line? Now, obviously, some would note that this is currently going on with the other party. Mm -hmm. None of that's even mentioned. Mm -hmm. Well, they say this signals his intent to end the post-Watergate norm of Justice Department independence from the White House. Uh Mm -hmm. Mr. Trump and his associates have a broader goal to alter the balance of power 
by increasing the president's authority over every part of the federal government that now operates either by law or tradition with any measure of independence from political interference by the White House, according to a review of his campaign policy proposals and interviews with people close to him. Mr. Trump intends to bring independent agencies like the Federal Communications Commission, which makes and enforces the rules for television and Internet companies, or the Federal Trade Commission, which enforces various antitrust and other consumer protection rules against business under direct presidential control. He wants to revive a practice of impounding funds, refusing to spend money Congress has already appropriated for programs a president doesn't like, a tactic that lawmakers banned under Richard Nixon. He intends to strip employment protection from the tens of thousands of career civil servants, making it easier to replace them if they're deemed obstacles to his agenda. And he plans to scour the intelligence agencies, the State Department, and the defense bureaucracies to remove officials he has vilified as the sick political class that hates our country. So let me see if I have this right. The Congress makes laws and okay spending. Is that right, Stu? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, they, along with the president, have the power to declare war. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Okay, so I got them down. Now you go to the second branch, and that branch is the presidential branch. And that branch is the one that is um, supposed to just be a kind of almost a rubber stamp on, hey, you can't do that. I don't think this is constitutional. Therefore, I will veto it. And if it's not overridden in the Congress, then uh, it would have to go to the Supreme Court. But before we leave the second branch, the second branch is also in charge of like foreign entanglements and our State Department. So the State Department works for the president. That's why we don't elect the head of the State Department, we have to have the president appoint these people like the head of justice or the head of uh, the State Department or the head of the Pentagon, etc., etc. He appoints those people because they're they're in something. And I don't think it's very nice. I don't know how big these cabinets are, but putting full size people into cabinets is not very nice. Those people are on what, he, what they claim is a cabinet. And the president meets with, and I'm quoting, his cabinet to outline where the federal government with the agencies are supposed to go. Now, they say that he's wanting to fire people that are in the agencies that are under the direct control of the president. And he doesn't have the right to do that. And I'm trying to think if you were, if you were a boss and you hired everybody 
and you wanted them to do one thing and then all of them said no we're going to go and do this other thing and we'll actually undermine the stuff that you want and that boss couldn't fire anyone is he really the boss is he really the boss Mm. who is the boss because congress has no place over a cabinet It's not in the Constitution. The only one that does is the president. And if the president can't hire, fire, set policy, say we're not doing this, we are doing this, um, then who do they work for? Mm. I mean, a veritable civics uh, lesson we've just received here from from you, Glenn. And I think um, the answer to this question, of course, is not one the New York Times wants you to think about. Right. That's correct. This is sort of the goal. I mean, like they can say that it's this massive expansion. And honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised if that's how Trump pitches it to voters, too. Right. Like I think he wants he wants Republican voters in the primary, especially to think, hey, you know, we're we're not going to put up with this stuff anymore. I'm going to start taking the reins and we're going to make sure, uh, you, you know, stuff is done we're not going to sit here behind the deep state and and let and get rolled over again we're not going to let that happen to us again um i think that's his pitch it's, it's vivek's pitch as well i mean you've heard him he made a pitch to you in an interview right after his appearance on stage the other day in iowa um i don't think that this is something that republican voters right now dislike all that much uh, and especially no, when the New York Times I, pitches I just, it as evil, they're, they're going to like it even more. Yeah. I, I have to tell you, I, I mean, um, I don't like the idea of any president saying I'm going to expand the powers of the presidency. But I don't think that's what this is. This is a take control of the agencies that are completely out of control. If they're not monitored by the president and able to be course corrected by the president and Congress doesn't have anything to say about the laws that they make. Congress is supposed to make the laws, not these agencies, but they're just making up laws now. Then then you have a rogue agency or agencies that are actually running the country and they are not accountable to anyone. That can't happen. That's one of the biggest problems we have in America. The Congress did not want to take it on the chin and make hard decisions. And so the president said, well, I've got the EPA here. We'll just uh, we'll do it through the EPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do it through the EPA. So now you have these these organizations, all of them with all kinds of power that was never intended because they write the rules themselves and are held accountable to no one. Right. This is why they say in their article, by law or tradition, right? I mean, like the Constitution yeah. is quite clear as to who should have this power. But by tradition uh, and also by some uh, laws that I do not like, uh, they have assigned that power uh, to, uh, you know, in, in all sorts of different places. If the Congress were to reclaim that power, would that be an expansion of their power? I mean, I would argue no. Uh, you know, the Reigns Act is specifically designed to be able to take that power back, and it's something that we should definitely pass. But that's not an expansion that's of why power. They just, and that's why they just leave the Reigns Act out. They don't even talk about the Reigns Act because it is, from where they are, an expansion of power. But... Because uh, of the progressive use of the presidency in all of the agencies, um, 
they don't want to talk about that. They were happy that that power went to the agencies because they could get things done in the dark of the night. and Nobody even knew. And so they don't want to explain all of that. So they don't explain the Reins Act, because I think people would be in favor of Congress having to pass the laws. So these things just aren't flipped overnight. You know what I think we can do? I think everyone uh, named uh, everyone uh, named, uh, um, uh, you know, Sally. Uh, I think she should now be named uh, Olive. <laughs> so all Sally's are Olive. You'd be like, wait, what? No, we have the power to do that. Uh, we're in the, you know, human resources and human something health and human or something i don't know what it is but we have the ability to change names and uh they just run with it that ability has got to go away and uh i'm sorry new york times but your fear-mongering doesn't work i really want to hear from donald trump where he says i know what the limits are but these agencies need to become under control and i want to abolish a lot of them or fire a lot of the people and not refill those seats sponsor this half hour i'm sorry i'm losing my voice um but uh, sponsor this half hour is rough greens renee lives in uh, florida with her dog mitzi and mitzi's breath is you know horrible and um, and I mean horrible, e- even for a dog, really. Horrible. Other dogs are like, whoa, dude, back up. Other dogs are in the park, you know, giving, th- trying to toss a Tic Tac into his mouth. It's bad. Renee nearly passed out every time Mitzi gave her a kiss, so uh, she didn't know what to do. She started using rough greens on Mitzi's food, and the bad breath went away. And she's healthier, healthier than ever. Rough Greens, not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black that you sprinkle on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You want the greens. I'm so sick and tired of everybody saying, where's that green on your plate? Where's the green on your plate? I'm just going to start shaking rough greens all over my food. The folks at rough greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. First trial bag is free. You just pay for shipping. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. 10 seconds. Station ID. Well, uh, welcome to the uh, welcome to the program. Uh, I think um, I think Disney's going to do it again. I, I mean, I just I'm I'm reading about their uh, Snow White, who's no longer white. Uh, she's Hispanic, and I don't really I don't really give a flying crap, quite honestly. Um, but apparently, uh, Prince Charming is uh, neutered a bit. And it will be dwarf free. Uh, and I don't know if that's entirely true. There is, I believe, one of uh, the seven dwarves are now six uh, f- uh, fully grown, full human height um, uh, people of various races, uh, diverse uh-huh. character with one man. That's uh, one little person. So there was one wow. dwarf and then six 
uh, you know, Benetton ad, you know, type uh, cast in, in, in the rest Ooh, of, of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty impressive. So that is, so that, what, so what's the name of this? Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Snow White and the, and the one smallish person and the other normally sized, you know, if we could describe anything as normal. Right. <laughs> I don't know how to describe and, this stuff anymore. Minors. Um, but yeah. uh, it's basically, you know, six people. And one person that they now call little person because midget is more offensive, I guess, than little person, which I find to be the most demeaning term in the world. Hey, little person, you know, you come here, little I, person. Can, you're a, you're like a can, little person. You're almost like a little person. It's the most degrading thing that's supposed to be better oh, so than the bad. alternative. Um, so and bad. then Snow White, who, you know, my understanding of Snow White was like, I mean, it's like that was the the reason why she was called Snow White was not because of of like the it was her fair skin it was her fair skin right that was the whole the whole yeah. point and now yeah. apparently that's gone too wow. <laughs> yeah so um, Stu uh, you mm-hmm. know I always saw the seven dwarves not as little people mm. I always saw them as like this magical kind of group you know like Oompa I, I didn't I never. I yes, like Upalu. I never, when I was watching that, going, "Wow, it must be tough to be a dwarf. They have to live in a cottage away from everybody, never <laughs> meet a girl, mm. and just mine for diamonds." I, yeah, I, I mean, Disney may be overthinking things and perhaps underthinking their checkbook just a little bit. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to make sure that you know about the perils of our current current financial system. I use uh, history as a tool to look back and learn from, and I hope we can all prevent a disaster from striking again. But we need to open our eyes. Either way, you need you need to be protected in case it it does happen again. I always ask you to do your own homework. Please don't trust me on anything I, I don't ask for your trust i ask for you to do your own homework and see if what i'm saying isn't true and in this case see if it's not only true but right for you and your family it's time perhaps for you to take charge of your own bank please talk to the folks at Goldline and find out how precious metals can protect you before your bank goes you know the way of the dodo or the dinosaur Goldline has a special this week on their quarter ounce gold Mayflower coins. With every 20 of the quarter ounce gold Mayflower coins acquired, you're going to receive at no additional charge 250 one ounce copper rounds. Make sure you do it now. 866 Goldline. 866 Goldline or goldline.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you use the promo code SUMMIT, you can save 30 bucks off your one year subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. You know, the thing that I, I really like is when we are on it as a nation, we are on it like white on rice. And uh, it's 
You know, it's been disheartening when you see that, you know, something happens and then we never get the culprit. Uh, we never know. Nothing ever happens. Well, I want you to know, not with the Biden administration. They are on top of things. Just yesterday. Think of this. Yesterday, we finally pulled the funding from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, so we are no longer yeah. going to be doing any kind of gain of function research. Uh, you know, including projects to ma- make bat COVID more transmissible to humans. Uh, we can't do it now. We're not saying we won't do it elsewhere, but they failed to provide documents about safety and security measures. <sighs> and after they killed 7 million people, um, I'm thinking maybe this, you know, could have been done a little uh, uh, with a little more haste, but, uh, you know, now I'm just kind of nitpicking. So congratulations. Uh, a little bit, Glenn, a little nitpicking there. I, I'm I'm glad that they did this because, and, and, you know, timeliness is important. And if they had waited, we may have seen a pandemic breakout uh, of, you know, that could have been of, a viral Oof. infection that pa- well, was passed so around the entire clo- world, you know? They're so close to a wet market, too, mm-hmm. you know, which was the source you of know all sorts of different course of mm-hmm. foods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so we, we have that going for us. Um, by the way, can you tell me what's going on with Jason Aldean? Oh, yeah. This is a this is a big story. I think, actually, it, it is. Uh, it, he has a song out called Try That in a Small Town. And um, <laughs> it's got great. Great lyrics. Uh, people have noticed, you know, and Jason Aldean's sort of outwardly conservative, at least generally speaking, uh, talking about, uh, you know, if, some of the lyrics are sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk, carjack an old lady at a red light, pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool? Well, act like a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think you're tough. Well, try that in a small town. Basically, I just... Oh, I like this. Fantastic lyrics. Uh, can we have it? Do we have it, Sarah? Can yeah. you play it, please? And it's Jason Aldane here at Cool Country. 108.911. Suck upon somebody on a sidewalk. Carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. Think it's cool, act a fool if you like Cuss out a cop, spit in his face Stomp on the flag and light it up Yeah, you think it's tough Well, try that in a small town See how far you make it down the road Around here we take care of our own You cross that line, it won't take long My granddad gave me They say one day They're gonna round up Well that might fly in the city Good luck Try that in a small town See how far you make it down the road Around here we take care of our own You cross that line It won't take long for you to find out I reckon 
Dub Country FM in the PM. Jason Aldi, try that in a small town. Huh? <laughs> it's like I I went into a big and tall store. <laughs> I thought, at least, and I said, hey, I need some pants, and they said, oh, you ain't trying that in this small town, because everything here is too small for you. <laughs> Good morning. Um, <clears throat> so he... <laughs> so stupid. Try that in some small pants. That's a whole different story and a whole another can of worms. Yeah, I do mean we, worms. We got your uh, small town traffic and weather coming up in just a couple of minutes. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some days I just wish I could go back and play records. <laughs> you know, that is that was in the easiest my room segment. alone. Yeah, it was an easiest segment we've done all year. Um, but yeah, so yeah. there's Jason Aldean. Uh, the, this song has rocketed to now number one uh, on basically every uh, streaming chart. Why? Well, of course, the song talks uh, and refers to uh, you know some of the violence we've seen over the past three three years. Um, and they show clips in the video of some of these scenes that we're all we were all sort of familiar with, where people were attacking cops, where they were attacking people on the streets for no reason, burning down cities, mm. and doing all the things you expect <laughs> for no reason, for no reason. <laughs> Injustice is mm. enough of a reason, and Stu. they solved it. Uh, we, they, they did, well, to be honest, they did solve the injustice with all the flames. Uh, really, everything came down. Everything's <laughs> solved now. I think they've, they've, they've yeah. obviously shown they're quite happy with the results and uh, continue right. uh, to uh, say what a great country this is. And so that's been nice from all the yeah. protesters. Yeah. So you yeah. pointed this out in the video, pointed out in the lyrics, you know, that became a little bit of an issue because people said on the left, hey, I've noticed your basic, you know, their claim was that he was a, it was a pro lynching song. Um, which, of course, you can take tell totally oh. in the lyrics as he talks about well, lynching frequently. Uh, throughout the they're entire. always like that mm. they're always like that yeah you know who well i mean we're talking about the same they i don't want a dead name but it's pete right it's pete uh pete peter pete, yeah okay pete, yeah and Fred, he, he you know, one of the two they they <laughs> yeah. uh pete is always upset about that and so he's the first on the line to complain yeah and he's like we're upset and they're like really and they don't know that it's just pete on the line because he refers to himself as we or they mm. so there you go that could be that who knows uh but people complained about this they said how dare close. you blame these mostly peaceful protesters for all of this violence now of course he doesn't refer to the protesters directly it's quite clear kind of i think who he's talking about but uh, in a moment uh straight out of the bud light boardroom uh, CMT has decided to pull the video from their channel. Uh, this I, I don't know if they're getting what if the the the, uh, the advice is coming from Disney or from hmm. uh, from uh, well, Bud Light directly. I have to, but I have to say mm -hmm. I that bothers me and scares me a bit that maybe they have information that we don't have, uh, and so maybe you know maybe we should. Uh, no, uh, play it again, Sarah. Would you just play it one more time? Uh, <laughs> Listen to this. I mean, you're guitar. not going to stamp on our rights here. You know what I'm saying? You're just not going to shut us up. We're going to keep saying these American things for as long as we have to. Because. <laughs> Jason Aldean. <laughs> 
You know, it bites me a little bit uh, about uh, Toby Keith. You might remember Toby Keith, uh, not to be confused with, uh, I think, the guy the same name that used to be on, uh, oh, what was that show with, uh, you know, the fat butler, uh, Mr. Sebastian. Anyway, different Toby Keith. But Toby... You are speaking Toby a little bit lyrics. Was, you do realize that. Uh, just to make sure... You, the you're not going to shut me up okay. with your... <laughs> Toby said to me once, he said, Glenn, and I said, yes. He said, I'm going to put a boot up your ass. And I said, it's a good lyric. Uh, makes me a little nervous when you're not singing it. And as Jason Aldean would say... You just try that in a small town. I recommend you don't. Try that in a small town. Really nailed the That's there. what I Good was job. saying. That's what, thank you. That's what I was saying. That's what Toby Keith was saying. This is really what Johnny Cash was saying. Slim Pickens. And a little Van Halen uh, in the mix here. This isn't your dad's cowboy station, don't know. It's the hip and cool sounds of country today. It's a really good thing you do not need to go back and get a music radio job anytime soon, because I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you did it in the first place, and I really don't think you could go back. Oh my gosh. I you know what? I was doing it really well there at the very end when I really didn't care. I was there. And, I remember uh, this. Yes, it was, it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was not really good. good. Come on, it was it was good. It was play the end of that because no. <laughs> this is the way I would have done it. In the end. Just play just the very end of it. Can you do that, Sarah? This is the way I would have done it. There it is. That super super classic from what's his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Literally, you did that every, every day. You didn't know the names, of the artists. Oh, you didn't even another super classic. In fact, most of the time oh, it, was... it wouldn't sound like that because you would have let the dead air go after the song ended for about eight <laughs> seconds before you started talking. I am a performance artist. Okay, <laughs> that dead air was saying something. Uh, to the audience. Mm. Anyway, um, um, Jason Aldean has released uh, a statement. Do you want to hear some of this, Gunn? Because uh, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's pretty annoyed. He says, in the past 24 hours, I've been accused of releasing a pro-lynching song, a song that's been out since May, and I was the subject well, to a comparison. Know, mm-hmm. May I just say, I know I felt like I should be knitting a rope. <laughs> really? When I was listening to it. I was, wow. that's what I, it's weird. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know if anybody else picked up on on that not sure you i don't know how you got that but you did somehow and that's yeah 
helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah, he says I was uh, he was uh, subject to the comparison that I was not too pleased with the nationwide BLM protests. These references are not only meritless but dangerous. There's not a single lyric in the song that references race or points to it. And there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news footage. And while I can try to respect others that have their own interpretation of a song with music, this one goes too far. As so many pointed out, I was present at the Route 90, at Route 91, where so many lost their lives, and our community recently suffered another heartbreaking tragedy. No one, including me, wants to see senseless headlines or families ripped apart. Try that in a small town, for me, refers to the feeling of, of a community that I had growing up, where we took care of our neighbors, regardless of differences of background or belief. Because they were our neighbors, and that was above any differences. My political views have never mm-hmm. been something I've hidden from, and I know that a lot of us in this country in this country don't agree on how we get back to a sense of normalcy, where we go at least a day without a headline that keeps us up at night. But the desire for it, too, that's what the song is about. Which, I mean, look, pretty clear. I will tell you, this is what you as a listener uh, need to do. If you're into country music, you need to call your local station and request that. In the old days, when, in the old days when we were playing them off of the 78s, and we would hear a song like that and people would ban it. And then we as a station, we would say, you know what? We're going to play that one song all day. That's all we're going to play. Uh, and people would take a stand that way. I, I wonder if there is any country music station in America that is willing to go whole hog and stand behind his right and his really good music so hard to get good help uh these days sometimes when you want to get something done right you just have to go out and do it yourself you know uh i've never done that because it never works out for me and you know because there's always somebody much better even the guy like in the street and you're like, hey, homeless guy, could you do this? Oh, I've listened to you, son. I could do a lot better. Uh, we have a, a company that we put together called Real Estate Agents I Trust. And if you don't are like me and you don't know how to interview and find the right real estate agent, there is a skill to it. We've done all that work for you. So when you're looking to buy or sell a house, move across the street or across the country, Real estate agents I trust are there. Just tell us where you're moving to, what you're trying to do, and we're going to send you, usually within five minutes, the name of somebody that is really good that we have vetted six ways to Sunday that will help you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Sudoku results are on the way. And of course, we've got the traffic and weather together every four minutes on the eights. Right now, I'll be caller number 10, and you'll be caller number 10. Hello, who's this? Hi, I'm a caller number 10. Yes, you're caller number 10. Thank you so much. I'd love to be caller number 10. Thank you so much for calling in. That's how we do it here on the broadcast, on the show, on the radio program. Coming up, your local station has a local show ready to roll. By the way, tomorrow, we've got brand new polling results out of New Hampshire. We'll go through, and that will be wonderful. We'll get to that and so much more. By the way, Glenn Beck appearing on Stu Does America, followed by his own program. We'll get into that here in just a little while. Don't miss it on Blaze TV. Have a wonderful day, everybody. The Glenn Beck Program.